Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. City Church. Hey, welcome and happy City Girl Sunday. I am excited to share with you not just a recap of what happened this past weekend at Retreat, but to really share with you and impart with you some of the things that happened this past uh, weekend and the Word of God that was interjected into the women of My City Church. And so um, I am Pastor Kelly. If we've never had a chance to meet, um, (laughs) met, have met, Um, And um, really what I just want to encourage you to do today is to prepare your hearts right now. Um, This is what I told the girls on our way to retreat is, hey, we, our goal is to come close to the Father. This is immaturity becoming mature in Christ. This is, we are seeking transformation by the power of God. And it just so happens that when you do that and there's a sister next to you or a neighbor next to you and they're doing that as well, it just so happens that you guys just grow close together as well. It's a pro tip on marriage, husband and wife. If you are seeking the Lord, we have one God, we serve one God. And so as you seek the Lord, you find that you come close to one another as well. And so that was a theme of retreat. And so I'm excited to share a little bit more, but let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for your people. Father, we thank you for your spirit that's available to us. We pray right now, Father, that you would speak to us, prepare our hearts for your word, prepare our hearts for your truth. And I pray, Father, that you would use me. I am just a simple vessel. Use my words, use the meditation of my heart and the works of my hand to bring you glory, to bring you honor, Lord. We love you, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as you, um, as I just shared, our Come Close retreat was really about transformation. We were seeking transformation that God has for us. And so with some of the imagery and some of the sessions that we had talked about, we had used this uh, metamorphosis concept, the caterpillar and the butterfly. We all, you know, remember that from fifth grade science class. Um, But really, Scripture is quite clear in the direction and the purpose of that. If you can think back to the very beginning Okay, think very beginning, creation. God designed Adam and Eve with a closeness to him. There was a close relationship with Adam and Eve. And of course, sin happened, and we kind of know the downfall of that. But there was a separation through sin that now we are far from God. But but Scripture tells us to come close still. James tells us that if we draw close to the Lord, that he draws close to us. So what, so how, how do we fathom this? Why? Why is it this case? Well, first, why is because that separation happened and we have to all come to the understanding that we are far from God in many ways. But if you continue to read through the Old Testament, you'll see the many ways that God was trying to get close and redeem his people. We can think of Noah and Abraham. He calls Abraham out of his home and he says, hey, I'm gonna create a nation. You're gonna become my people. I wanna be close to you. You can read of the festivals to take an awareness of. You can read of the rituals, the cleaning, the cleansing process that was required. God creates a temple and a tabernacle to be with his people. It is something that he so desperately desires. It is something in him and in us that he has placed in us through our creation as well in his image, that there is a desire to be close to our creator. 
And so all through the Old Testament, you can see all the different ways that he's attempting to do this, and we just continue to biff it. We miss it. We miss the mark a lot of times, and that's a real humanistic attribute that we carry. But thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ. We read in the New Testament that God, he sent a savior. He sent the perfect sacrifice. He provided the perfect cleansing. Jesus is the ultimate celebration. Through Jesus's life, his death and his resurrection, we now have the ability to come close to the Lord. That's why we... That's why we, we submit our life to Jesus. That's why we surrender everything we have to the Lord is because this man, Jesus Christ, accomplished everything that we could not accomplish. And so then what is this process or how does this process look like? Because I don't know about you, but when I raised my hand for salvation, it was great. It was powerful. There were things in my mind and in my life that changed, but a couple weeks later, there were still things in my life that didn't quite look like what I read about in Scripture. I wasn't quite free as everybody was saying I was. I wasn't quite secure in who Scripture says I was. And I believe that there is this distinction, and you can read it clearly in Scripture, between two different words. I'm going to get a little theological, but bear with me. When we receive Christ, we are converted that is a conversion. Okay, and I want to read you what conversion is. At conversion, God grants the new believer, that's us, a new life and a new identity in Christ. This event is so powerful. It is very powerful. In John 3.3, 3, John describes it as, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So he describes it as a new birth. And Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says, this means that anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new has begun. And so conversion begins that relationship with God. There is no minimalization, if that's a word. I think I said it right. In conversion, that is a powerful moment. But God has more. And that's what we were seeking. God has more. He has transformation, not just conversion. He has transformation available to us. See, transformation is very different. Transformation requires time and experience. And transformation can often um, be, or otherwise be described as, another big word, sanctification. And we read about sanctification in scripture. And so sanctification is defined as the ongoing supernatural work to rescue justified sinners, which is us. We are sinners, but we are justified in Christ from the disease of sin and to conform them to the image of his son. His son is holy. His son is Christ-like. And through that, we are empowered to do good works. And so this is, this is the maturity path from an immature, just in the same way when we have a physical baby, a physical new birth, and I'm holding that baby, and in time, that baby doesn't experience the growth milestones it might concern us. We might go to caretakers. We might seek some information as to why this infant isn't growing. It's the same way supernaturally, spiritually. You are a now new child in the spirit, and there are milestones to be had and growth to be had in the life of Christ. But 
thankfully, yet again, there is a way and a path to do this. And so the first thing that transformation will require is transformation will require revelation. In Romans 12, verse two, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And see, the world wants you to conform. Scripture tells us not to conform. By the power of God, we have the ability to transform. And conform is taking the same materials, let's pretend I had Play-Doh, and I'm just going to make a ball. But now I'm going to conform it into a square. Or now I'm, it's a, just a reshaping of the same material. But transformation, it is now no longer Play-Doh, but say slime or whatever else the kids are playing with these days. So it's a completely new material. So you have to understand that there are, there are things required for transformation. And revelation is one of them. And it speaks specifically to renewing of the mind. See, renewing of the mind is very hard to do. (laughs) We experience life and we go through things in life that create thoughts and patterns and thinkings in our mind. But scripture is asking us, hey, we need to be renewed in our mind. And the two biggest ways to renew your mind, the two uh, biggest things that you need to have in your life is the reading of the word of God and the hearing the word of God. It sounds so simple. It sounds so baby Christian for me to sit up here and say, hey, you need to read the word of God. But it's true. And it's worth being said because I promise you, if there was a real inventory on the amount of chapters or books read in this room, and it's not to be condemning it by any ways, but I think we would be shocked to realize how much scripture we're actually ingesting, how much scripture we're actually sitting down and making time to read. And so reading the, reading the word of God, reading your Bible is so important for you to be able to transform your mind, to renew your mind, to transform your mind, okay? And so reading your Bible doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be rigid, but it does need to be organized and it does need to be consistent. So that means taking a daily inventory of the scripture that you are reading, of the Bible that you're reading, Bible reading plans are everywhere. I guarantee you, you can go on Etsy and buy one for a dollar. I just found that out this past week. You can go download a PDF for a dollar on Etsy. Didn't know that. You can probably even look in your Bible. I guarantee you in the beginning or the latter portion, the end of your Bible, there's resources designed to help you read your Bible because it's big. It's kind of nerve-wracking if you've never done it before. Where do I start? Where do I go? What does this mean? But there are resources, and those, those are there to help you, okay? But notice I said also hearing the Word of God. Revelation can be gained by hearing the Word of God as well. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ, the truth of who Christ is. And so every week, We gather here to worship God and to glorify him and to hear the word of God. We are intentional about bringing scripture to the forefront of our messages. This is not a TED talk. This is not a cool thing that I would just want to do for the heck of it. It's not. But we are intentional about sharing the word and the truth of Christ with you. And so hearing it 
You have to be present to hear it. That's why it's important to come to church, to stay committed to a house so you can hear and grow and allow revelation into your mind. And so reading and hearing the word of God is what invites revelation. And see, revelation in and of itself, it's not just a new idea, okay? It's not just like, oh, wow, I learned a new math equation today, or I learned some random new fact Random new facts are not revelation. Revelation is the revealed truth of God taken as your truth. So there is a personal attachment to to revelation. It's not just, oh, this scripture says this, and I now know it in my mind. But there is a connection to you who you are, this truth of God taken to the truth of who you are. And you find that as you renew your mind, changes are made. Your thinking changes, therefore your actions change, and your habits change. And before you know it, something in your life is changed. Something in your life is transformed. And so if you want change or transformation in your marriage, guess who it starts with? It starts with me. It starts with you. If you want transformation in your family, if you want change in your family, it starts with you renewing your mind and receiving revelation on the truth of what it is ever, whatever it is that you're seeking transformation for, grab and find and pursue the revelation of Christ. We want transformation in our cities, in our neighborhoods, in our whatever it might be. It requires us to pursue it. And I couldn't not touch on this, but we want transformation in our cities. We want transformation in every neighborhood from west to south, east, wherever you are, we want transformation in your neighborhood, in your city. And we have the honor this week to vote. We have the honor of this week to bring the light of Christ to how we believe our governing authorities should act and rule. That's what policy is. It's, it's not scary. Politics is not scary. Policy and politics, all it is is the community gathering hey, how do we want to live our life? What do, we think, what do we think is the best way to live our life? And then we talk about it. We understand it, which means it probably should make sense. Okay, And we agree upon it. That's all that we're partaking in. We're, pay, we're partaking in, in the ability that we all have the freedom to come and say, hey, this is how I think life should be lived. And see, our Christianity isn't a private faith. Our Christianity isn't relegated to just a Sunday morning or just to my Christian friends. We've never been gifted that. We've been gifted a salvation and a transformation, a, a, a faith that goes in every area, not just the ones that are comfortable, the Sunday mornings and my safe friends, but even in every sphere. And so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Please vote and carry not your preferences, carry not your morals, but the morals of who you have said you've submitted your life to. And we will see the city of Omaha, if not beyond, changed and transformed by the love and the truth of Jesus Christ. And so I just want to share with you Proverbs 29 too. It says, when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. In Proverbs 14, 34, says, Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. And so it is our responsibility as Christians to bring the truth and the light of Christ 
um, in our world. And so God tells us, he tells us in Matthew that we are the light of the world. And a lot of us dim our light for various reasons. Um, and so I just want to encourage you today that you don't have to. Um, and so we have that responsibility. And so uh, that is one way that we can bring change. We can bring transformation. And so remember, what's our first point? Transformation requires revelation. Say it with me. Say revelation. Revelation. Good job. So the second thing, though, transformation requires is true community. And I say true because I'm very specific on that. <laughs> I say it because I want to. Um, I say true not just in the sense that, hey, you need to actually be honest and open with who you are and what's going on in your, with your life and things that are going and racking around in your brain, but I say true also that true community has to be founded on truth. Okay, we know who truth is. We Jesus calls himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, so our community, if we want transformation in our life, are the people, our people has to be a true community. You need multiple people in your life that are standing on the truth of Christ to encourage you and to equip you, to challenge you, to love on you, to give grace to, to you. You need a true community. 1 John 1 7 says this, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. I found it very interesting that it doesn't say we have fellowship with him. It says we have fellowship with each other. And so there is an importance yet again to your involvement, your your involvement here on Sundays and, and within the church because you can find true community at the gym. You can find it at your workplace. If you, you and your, you know, Christian friend there, that's, that's great. It's not, I'm not saying this is the only place, but there's a high probability of you finding another person in here that loves Jesus and believes in Jesus and, and is for the ride of transformation in each other's lives. And so that's why this is so important. That's why this gathering, one of the many reasons why this gathering is so important. And here we often, or we, I guess, call them groups. Some places call them small groups, cell groups, crews, whatever way you want to say it. But that's, but that's just another yet mode that God uses to bring transformation to your life. When you, yes, partake in the big gathering of believers and worship and, and hear the word and challenge one another, but but also it's important to find that, those couple people, those couple people that really, really know what's going on, that really, really know what has happened in your life. You're sharing your thoughts. You're sharing your beliefs. You're, you're sharing your struggles. Because yet again, sometimes we need to hear things. We need to hear the truth. And it doesn't always have to come from the stage. It does often, but it can also come from a small group of life-giving Jesus-believing, Holy Spirit-empowered individuals in your life to challenge you and to help you along this plan or God's plan of transformation. And so Romans 12, I wanted to share uh, verse four and five. It says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part, each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, that's us. 
We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And so understand that God has placed in this community tools of grace and of conviction and of encouragement that spurs along one another in transformation. See, scripture says that if we confess our sins to one another, they're not that we're gonna be beat up and shamed, but confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Don't, don't mistaken the power of confession, confession and confessing your sins and praying for one another. That brings healing. I would say that's part of transformation. Much of us are asking God to transform our, our, our mental or our physical states because we're, we're, we have this brokenness. And so this is just another way that God uses community to help transform our lives. Galatians 6.2 says, share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. When we share with one another our burdens and we carry one another, we are obeying the law of Christ. We are being transformed. The likeness of his son is injected in us. And the last thing, the last thing that transformation requires is the presence and the power of God. See, without the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, every step, every step forward, um, it won't last, to be honest. You can even take Bible reading and you can take your attendance at church and at group and you can take all of these things and if they become just check marks, it's not gonna last. It's not what you think you're doing. It's not gonna provide transformation because the spirit of God resting on that, spirit of God resting with you and highlighting scripture and, and, and transforming it into revelation, that is how transformation works. It's not just a dogma and a religious checklist in order for you to expect, okay, I did all these things, God. Where's my new life? I did all these things. Where's my new car? It doesn't work like that. It's not a transactional relationship with God. And so the presence and the power of God really comes through the Holy Spirit. God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so when we are in God's presence, we are in communion or in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And just like any, just like God can be grieved or pleased and that Jesus was grieved or pleased, the Holy Spirit can be grieved, which is made sad. Sorry, I don't know if you're tracking with me. Um, the Holy Spirit can be made sad and or be pleased. He can be invited into your life. And so transformation requires us to constantly be asking the Holy Spirit to come and to rest and to be with us in whatever it might be. I can be at home and my children bouncing off the walls and the music blaring just because that's what I do. And I can ask, <laughs> I can ask Jesus, Holy Spirit, please be with me. <laughs> be with me as I parent my children. Be with me as I clean my house. Be with me as I prepare this word. Be with me as I go into this meeting. Be with me as I deal with this child or this relationship, whatever it might be for you. Inviting the Holy Spirit is so important because at the end of the day, it's really only God that can change hearts. Again, it isn't a, to, how do I change my heart? How, 10 steps to change your heart. You might last a month or two, 
But I can tell you it won't last without the spirit and the presence of God doing that work in you, with you, because we can't accomplish it on our own. That's the whole Old Testament. We cannot accomplish it on our own. And the prophet Ezekiel tells us this. This is a foreshadow of what Christ accomplishes for us. In Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, it says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And see, it's really only God that can change our hearts, but we have to invite him to. We have to be willing and open for him to do that. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says, so I want you to know that no one speaking by the spirit of God will curse Jesus and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And so if you say Jesus is Lord, you have a measure of the Holy Spirit that is available for you to just simply ask and say, God, I want more. I want more of your truth. I want more of your love. Whatever you are lacking in, you can ask the Lord, I want more. And it's available. So it sounds like I can't just do all these, and you can't. You actually have to have that heart's desire. I'm sure we can think of a relationship where we maybe have been in or we were the ones doing just the checklist. Like kissed you goodbye. I said hi. I went to work and provided for you. What all what more do you need? That's not a relationship. Our relationship is when our when we're connected. And we all know like we it's hard to verbalize that, but we know what that feels like. And a lot of us are grieving that in a sense that we don't have that with the Spirit. But unlike us and humans, where we feel like we need to um, work our way back, Holy Spirit's not like that. He is right there waiting. You don't have to rework. You don't have to read and do and make right the house and get everything perfect just to get back into his presence and to get back in relationship with him. It's a, just a simple heart posture. It's just a, a turning of your heart and a desire in your heart that, that wants more. And that's available to us because if you say Jesus is Lord, it, scripture tells us you can't say it except by the Holy Spirit. So it's available to you. So if you want to stand with me this morning, we're going to ask the Lord to be here with us. And in any of these requirements, whether it's revelation, whether it's community, whether it's just a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit and His presence, for you to be encouraged along in your journey with Christ in the life that he has for you, in the more that he has for you, it's a simple prayer. And I say simple only because it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the perfect words. It doesn't have to be sounding any particular way, but it's simple because it's just your heart. And sometimes through life, we have a hard heart. Things happen. We get hurt, we get burned, somebody says something. 
We expected something and we didn't get it. We've been praying for so long and we're tired. Tired does and can harden hearts, tiredness. But again, our, our good and gracious God is available like that with our heart. And so this morning, what we're gonna do is we're gonna just, uh, we're gonna ask the Lord. We're gonna ask the Lord, Lord, what is it? Maybe you know. I know I need to receive revelation. I need to, I need a fresh, maybe you know, but maybe you don't know. But we're gonna provide room and space for those that don't know to just ask the Lord. Lord, what do you wanna do in my life right now? What is my next step? What is my next step to a life fulfilled in Christ? Through Christ, he didn't just fulfill the sacrifices needed. He fulfilled everything needed for the blessing that is also all throughout scripture and the hope and the restoration and the favor of God. Christ also accomplished all of that. And so there is more for us and that's available. And so that's what we're gonna seek for today. That's what we're gonna uh, continue to seek for. And so ask that for yourself and then receive. Listen, open up your ears, your spiritual ears saying, God, speak to me. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for your truth. We thank you, Father, for your spirit. God, we thank you for the goodness of who you are, Lord, that you are so loving and so faithful to us. And God, we pray right now that you would release your Holy Spirit to give direction and guidance. Bring conviction, Lord. Bring grace. Bring the truth of who you are into our hearts and our minds, Lord, to, to work in us, to encourage and to grow us in the maturity of who you've called us to be as Christ followers. God, our heart's desire, Lord, is for more. And Lord, I pray specifically for every heart in this room, for every heart under the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would soften their hearts to receive from you, God, whether it's a direction in their life and in their relationships, whether it's a career or a job or whatever it might be, Lord God, we pray, Father, that your people, your people would receive and be found in the truth of Christ in all areas of their life. I pray, Father, that transformation would happen in the people of you, Lord God, that we would grow and develop in the truth of who you are, Lord. And so we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. And we thank you that your spirit is available to us at any moment. God, you're so good. And we thank you and we praise your name and we wait on you and we receive your truth today. And in Jesus' mighty and beautiful name we pray. Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.